And so what we're trying to do is create a resilient generation of kids who do know what to do so that hopefully it's a better world going forward. Ever feel like you suck at this job? Motherhood, I mean. Have too much anxiety and not enough patience? Too much yelling, not enough play? There's no manual, no village, no guarantees. The stakes are high. We want so badly to get it right. But this is survival mode. We're just trying to make it to bedtime. So if you're full of mom guilt, your temper scares you, you feel like you're screwing everything up, and you're afraid to admit any of those things out loud, this podcast is for you. This is Failing Motherhood. I'm Danielle Bettman, and each week we'll chat with a mom ready to be real, sharing her insecurities, her fears, her failures, and her wins. We do not have it all figured out. That's not the goal. The goal is to remind you, you are the mom your kids need. They need what you have, you are good enough, and you're not alone. I hope you pop in earbuds, somehow sneak away, and get ready to hear some hope from the trenches. You belong here, friend. We're so glad you're here. Hey, friends. It's Danielle. I am going to try to make this short and sweet so I can get into this episode with Sarah. It is so near and dear to my heart to be able to let you in on this project we're creating and let you know how to support it and bring it into the world and help all the families. But first, a little business. If you have left a review recently for Failing Motherhood or you have stumbled across it on Apple Podcasts or shared it with a friend, thank you. The podcast is growing and I'm hearing so many wonderful thoughts and feedback on the realness and the raw motherhood that needs to be heard. And that is because of you making that possible, getting the word out and growing each episode. So thank you so much for that. So glad you're here. Number two, we are in week seven right now of Wholeheartedly Calm, my 11-week group crash course and community for parenting strong-willed kids with more patience. And I am hearing so much good feedback. Um, One of the moms this week said, one day this week, I didn't know. I was like, whose kid is this? This is amazing. It was such a good day. And it was for no real reason except for the cumulative results of just all of the tools and all of the patients building and building. And I still only feel like I'm doing the tools like 20% of the time. And 80% of the time, I kind of remember afterward. But that knowing the potential of what this 20% is doing gives me so much hope. I can really turn this ship around and there is light at the end of the tunnel. And there's such the noticeable difference is huge from six weeks ago. So, of course, for me, that's a huge win. I love celebrating that progress, little wins. Uh, that's all of what I'm about. And so being able to see that in my students is the best. And so I want that for you as well. If you are struggling with uh, wanting to have more positive discipline tools in your toolkit, wanting to be able to last longer and stay calm and you know, role model the things that you know you're supposed to be role modeling emotions wise, then check out Wholeheartedly Calm when it opens again in January of 2022. But you will want to know and make note that Black Friday weekend is when pre-registration will begin for Wholeheartedly Calm for the 
winter term. And that is going to be the very best opportunity for you to get in at the biggest discount before the price goes up for the next round. So make note of that. And uh, I'm also wrapping up uh, just before this, I had a one-on-one client finish her eighth session with my uh, Sanity and Solutions coaching. And she could not have shared more kind thoughts. I absolutely got off the phone, the call with her off Zoom and I just like broke down in tears because she, it just was like everything for me to hear how much it meant to her to turn the ship around of her family and know that it was, it's making such a huge difference in her life. So this is what she wanted to share. I wasn't sure if I could commit. I've always had a difficulty sharing my private life with others, but with Danielle, it came so easily. I was frustrated all the time because I didn't know how to deal with my oldest or communicate with him. I was angry almost all the time, mostly with myself, because I always felt like I was letting my family down. But with every session with Danielle, I felt better and things were improving gradually. I can honestly say major changes happened after I started coaching with Danielle. She definitely played a big role in guiding me and showing me the way, because when I first met her, I was completely lost and not sure about anything. She supported me to take care of my mental health and encouraged me to get therapy. She always listened to me, and I felt like she understood me and my struggles. She taught me many techniques and gave me the tools I needed to mend my relationship with my son. Now I'm much better at communicating with him and dealing with him when he acts out. I also struggled with potty training, and she helped me through that too. My son's behavior has improved significantly, and we have become so much closer. I'm so relieved that things could be fixed. Danielle always reassured me that I could fix things and that I wasn't the only one going through this. She always made sure that I give credit to myself when I made progress, and that helped me a lot. Having someone who could listen to me and understand me without judging me. Even when I did terrible mistakes, Danielle would calm me down and tell me that it's okay to make mistakes, but the important thing was to learn from them and not repeat them. Learning how to communicate with my son and how to deal with his misbehavior and learning to focus on getting the message that was behind every tantrum or meltdown were some of the most important things that I learned. I've achieved my major goal, which was mending my relationship with my son. I have a very good relationship now. Of course, I still struggle sometimes and we have our ups and downs and I know that that's okay. We have both grown and learned so much over the last few months. I'm so proud of him. And then I asked, would you recommend parent coaching? She said, yes, definitely. Parenting is hard and I think it's very important to have someone to teach you and guide you, especially when you don't have enough experience. Danielle's a real professional. She's great at what she does. She always made me feel at ease when I shared my problems or concerns with her. She knows how to tackle each problem and find solutions that actually work. She has a lot of tools and resources, and her podcasts are amazing too. She helped me when I was at my lowest, and I'm so grateful for that. Thank you, Miriam. I'm going to like cry again. Thank you so much for sharing that testimonial. It genuinely means the world to me. I am living the dream. It is such a blessing for me to be able to work with families that care so much for their kids. It is a huge honor. So I'm going to get it together. (laughs) I'm going to publish this uh, interview that I just had with Sarah Olsher. 
She was on episode 37 of Talking About Hard Things About Divorce and Cancer, and we have been teaming up for the last few months and working on something that is really cool and really big, and we're going to tell you all about it in this episode. So uh, buckle in. Hopefully, you will step away and enjoy this episode. Welcome to Failing Motherhood. My name is Danielle Bettman, and on today, I have a guest that has been on this podcast before, Sarah Olsher. Hey, Sarah. Hi. Thanks so much for having me back, Danielle. (laughs) They can't hear you wave. (laughs) 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 All right. This is going to be a hard episode to get through because we have been Zooming with each other all of the time. Yes, like at least three <laughs> times a week, probably, for the past, like, three months. <laughs> at least, yes. Yes. And we haven't gotten sick of each other yet, so that's good. No, we have a good sense of humor. <laughs> yes. We, 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 we do. This, this episode's going to be a bit of a backstory and a deep dive into the project that we have been working on, and I'd love to be able to clue you all in because you're my people, and uh, it's kind of a big deal. So... We're going to talk about it, and I'm going to ask Sarah some things about it, but then we're just going to basically share the heart behind why we've created it and what it is and how you can get involved and how it applies to you if you don't have an older kiddo or it doesn't sound like something you need or would be interested in. We're going to work to convince you. Yes, we are, because we (laughs) believe every kid needs this. Every single one. So, but yeah, it's really created with you in mind as the parent. And so we're going to dive in. You don't even know what we're talking about at this point. So, (laughs) Sarah, what are we doing? Well, Danielle, we have (laughs) finally created a program that I think we needed a long, long time ago, which is the ability to teach mental health skills to our kids at home without having a degree and without having to rely on people outside of our home because we as parents can figure this out because Danielle and I have figured it out and we found an advisory board full of experts who have um, put their stamp of approval on it as being something that will be incredibly helpful to families everywhere. Yeah. So it's a program called Kids Mental Health at Home. But what does mental health even mean? What are, what are we covering? I think it's important for people to realize that mental health is basically all the things. It's a word that basically talks about how we cope with things that are difficult in life, how we handle our emotions, how we deal with any difficult thing that comes our way, whether it's a bully or a disappointing red cup when we wanted the green cup. Um, It's all the things. And so I think we kind of make it into something that is bigger than it actually is, because if it isn't taken care of, It also means a lot of bigger things like mental illness, like suicide. And so 
I think when we talk about mental health, we're talking about the the things that prevent the bigger issues from happening down the road. Um, and we, as parents, were raised in a very different time where hopefully, you know, at least in my case, the first school shooting happened when I was a junior in high school. This was not something that my mother had to worry about. What she did have to worry about was me coming home crying every day of seventh grade because of bullies. It's just a completely different world. And so what we're trying to do is create those coping skills that I sure didn't have when I was in seventh grade and my mom didn't know what to say to me. She didn't know how to help. And so what we're trying to do is create a resilient generation of kids who do know what to do so that hopefully it's a better world going forward. Yes. And to to back it up even further, the podcast has grown a lot since you were on. So at For those that don't know you, you were in episode 37 talking about hard things, which Mm -hmm. was divorce and cancer. So it was all all, all positive, fun things to talk about. (laughs) So we originally connected on that episode is how we met. And it was over Instagram. And then later on this summer, we were chatting about other self-publishing things and entrepreneur uh, whatever things. And so why are we uniquely fit to take on this type of project? Remind people who you are and what your heart is. Yes, good call. So so I am a children's book author, illustrator. I am a speaker. I am a cancer survivor. And I have run a business for the past five years creating books and calendars and daily charts that show kids what to expect every day. And all of that is based on the idea that when kids know what to expect, especially in the middle of a very big change, Uh, It reduces their anxiety. It makes them feel like they can trust their family. It makes them feel like the world is just a bit safer. And unfortunately, I say this stuff from my own personal experience. I do have a degree in psychology, but really, I I learned all this from the school of hard knocks because um, I got a divorce when my daughter was 18 months old, and she ended up with pretty severe anxiety. And then when she was six, I was diagnosed with cancer. And so a lot of my products and a lot of the things that I have come up with are based on my own personal experience and then have gone on to help thousands of other families. And so when I was talking to Danielle, the piece that really made me realize what a great team we would be is that she is killer at talking to parents. And she really is able to put into words the things that I can put into words for kids. And so she's great at explaining things to you all. And I'm great at explaining it to your kids. And so between the two of us, we really created a program that is centered on the kids, but teaches you as well, because um, we can't teach what we don't know. And most of us don't know how to cope, you know, mental health wise. Yes. That's exactly what this generation is trying to do differently is that we realize that there may have been some tools that our parents didn't have, or there may have been some coping strategies that we weren't taught. There wasn't a lot of focus on emotional literacy and, you know, all of these things that are important for our well-being and boost 
and, you know, protect and heal our mental health. And so now we are forced with the task of giving these things to our kids that we are just now beginning to learn ourselves. And that is an overwhelming task and a big responsibility, not only because we want to do it well, but because it's literally life or death when it comes to the statistics around just the struggles that kids are having younger and younger. And we won't dive into all of the scary things because we don't want to dwell on that or uh, make you turn this episode off. But <laughs> it is worth noting that it's uh, just last week the AAP did um, come up with or come out with a letter that was a big statement that said kids' mental health is a national emergency for the United States. And mm-hmm. that was timely for us because we have been working on this for months, but it only just continues to solidify why this needs to be a priority. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's just um, fascinating to me because when we first started doing the research on how we could create something that would help, what we discovered was that there actually has already research that has been done that shows what it is that kids need in order to have, you know, a good foundation for mental health. They're called protective factors. And so they already know what to do. And their issue was, how do we bring this to families? And so that's what we've done. And I have a list of the protective factors here. If yes, you read through those. Okay, so the protective factors for kids' mental health, and this is based on research, which we can put probably in your show notes, Danielle, Mm -hmm. um, are community connections, family structure and predictability, clear expectations, supportive family relationships, high self-esteem, emotional self-regulation, positive physical development, physical and psychological safety, intellectual development, and coping and problem-solving skills. And so what we've done is you're not expected to remember all that, by the way, people. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) But basically what we've done is we've created a program that hits all of these different protective factors so that you can teach these factors at home so that you're building up this foundation that will then serve them going forward because they have these skills, they have this household. You are the most important people in your kid's life. And by having this taken care of, by having this foundation, you're really setting your kids up for success when the difficult stuff comes. Yes, exactly. Because it's really not... Like you don't need a degree to be able to provide those basic factors for your kids. It really just takes a tool that makes it intentional, that makes it simple and real to use day to day, and that gives you the confidence and the peace of mind that you are doing and providing the things that matter most within your parent-child relationship for your child to thrive. And it doesn't mean that you have been failing at this for a while and now you need to fix it. It's so much more systemic. It's so much deeper than just you and your ability to show up as your child's parent right now. Correct. Yes. And so what we've basically come up with is every month you will get one of these tools that Danielle is talking about, whether it be a magnetic calendar or something that makes it easier for you to spend 15 minutes of quality time with your kids 
or a poster that comes with worksheets or a journal uh, or a picture book. You'll get something every month that's actually delivered to your kids. And then along with that comes parent support in the form of video and audio and on-demand SMS support. And you get to choose how many times we harass you per week because (laughs) I personally would need a reminder like every day, oh, hey, have you scheduled your your 15 minutes of time where you just let your kids choose what you do and set your timer yet? Or maybe you're a person who's like, leave me alone. I've got this. Like our Mm -hmm. whole point is to create something that's incredibly simple. We're not putting Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of stuff in a box and sending it to you and be like, good luck. We're sending you one tool, (laughs) one tool, one skill, and then we are creating the support that you need in order to incorporate it into your day-to-day life and really understand the benefit of doing this thing. And we have the first year all planned out, and that's what we're launching on Kickstarter. We're pretty excited about it. We're very (laughs) excited about it. So the the day that this comes out, which is tomorrow, when we're recording this, which is today when you're listening, if you're <laughs> listening the day it comes out, is the day that it launches on Kickstarter and it goes live. And if you haven't, you're not familiar with Kickstarter, it's a crowdfunding website where basically it's all or nothing for funding. Um, a project is pitched and then backers choose a pledge amount that they would like to contribute to make it possible for this project to become funded and to be a, in reality and to be able to start, um, you know, finding inventory and all the things. And so there's options from a dollar to like $500 because then once you pledge, that's, you're basically pre-ordering uh, what you will get in the mail in 2022 when all of it is um, shipped and fulfilled and, and arriving at your door. Um, but it's a really fun opportunity for us to get the word out and spread some hope in such a dreary state of the world right now. And um, it's not it's not hard to get a little bit down and defeated by the, <laughs> the latest uh, bad news trending um, situation. So we, we really wanted to be able to get it out now and then get in line with the shipping crisis to then be able to start um, sending these boxes as soon as possible. So we're, that's why we're going this Kickstarter route. And what else do they need to know about the Kickstarter? Um, I, I think you covered it pretty well. I think the thing that is most important to understand is that it really is all or nothing and mm-hmm. that... The first day is actually really important for a Kickstarter because the website Kickstarter itself chooses their favorite products and uh, they will feature you if they see that something is really taking off. And so mm-hmm. we would love to be one of those success stories where Kickstarter is just like, yes, we love this project. It is awesome. It is needed. And look at all these other people who also agree. And so we've yes. set it up so that there are incentives, essentially special discounts um, that you get for pledging on the first day. So you'll save a whole heck of a lot of money. We've also designed the program so that it it is way less expensive than therapy because not nobody can afford, I mean, not nobody, but lots of people cannot afford yeah. $150 a session that's not covered by insurance and is every week. 
And so what we've done is essentially figured out how much money we need in order to make this a reality because it was more expensive than we expected. (laughs) Um, And yet still make it something that is sustainable for families. But you get an extra discount by pledging on the first day. Yes. So wherever wherever you're at, go find the link in the show notes right now and um, find a level that's feasible for you to be able to say, hey... I'm in, I want to be a part of this and make this a reality because kids need it and our family needs it. And what if, you know, you're not, you don't have an elementary schooler. I don't think we've mentioned specifically the tools are designed from like kindergarten to fifth grade uh, primarily so that a child is able to write and that they're able to use a little bit higher level uh, coping skills and have deeper conversations But if your child's not there yet, why should they care? I think that you should really consider this. Our whole thing is prevention. And Mm -hmm. I think you should think about this uh, in terms of like creating a foundation for your family that can then be used no matter how old they are at different levels. And for Kickstarter only, um, we're creating an option where you can get just the first box And that whole thing is all about visual schedules. And when we were talking earlier about how I launched my company five years ago, I introduced a visual schedule to my daughter because she was two years old and in therapy for anxiety. And it was a complete game changer. The stuff that we will be sending in that first box, especially, um, actually probably the first six months can apply to pretty much every age of child. Um, Yeah. They all need to understand how to identify emotions. They all need to understand. And as a parent, we need to understand the, the nervous system and how it affects our bodies because that's how we support our kids. That's how we Mm -hmm. raise them to be resilient is by having a common language And being able to communicate it to our kids and then get a little bit more complicated and a little bit more complicated the older they get. And the fact that my daughter started using this calendar when she was two and she is 11 now and we still need a calendar. And Mm -hmm. I, as an adult, still need a calendar on my phone. (laughs) Like these are things that are lifelong skills. Yes. And so that's why you should care. Yes. They really are. And that's what they're meant to be. It's not meant to be an activity that you do for an afternoon that you spend like 20 bucks on and then it goes in the trash eventually. Like that's absolutely not what this is. It is skills that are intentionally built one off of the last that continue to be a part of you just live like this now. Like you just have this as something you do that is a ritual and a routine and a habit that you build with the proven research of how habits are built. And then you continue this and support it both for your child and for yourself. And for for me, as like for my parenting coaching that I'm doing, the biggest benefit that I see is all of the families that are coming to me right now are reeling from all of the change, all of the uncertainty, all of the, um, you know, we have been working from home, we've been in and out of daycare, we had a second child or we moved and, you know, this has been really, really stressful. We had a loss in the family, multiple, multiple changes. And these three-year-olds 
are on the struggle bus behavior-wise. And they're not able to verbalize and say, I can't make life make sense. I don't have the reassurance that I need that you're going to be here day in and day out because things have been rocky or not even if they have been rocky in my own life circumstantially. I can feel the residual stress coming from you. And if the grown-up is in a bad place, then by proxy – the kiddo is in a hard place. And the first things that we do together through the four-month coaching package that I do, one of the very first things I do is recommend Sarah's calendar because it is a tool that backs both of you up, that puts structure in place, that allows the child to feel like, okay, I get it. And it makes them feel secure. It makes them feel in control. And then from there, they need that solidified reassurance of the security of their parent-child relationship. And we try to connect and strengthen and heal that. And that's through special time. And then they need even more to back them up for just the plain, how do we get ready in the morning? How do we, what do we do to go to bed? Because we need that pragmatic help of like the listening skills and all of that. So we put together a daily schedule and some morning routines and evening routines. And that's the first three months of our boxes. And then from there, we move into big emotions. And what do I do? And how do I handle? And how do I recognize? And how do I understand these complex feelings and that they are temporary and that there's something I can do about it and that everyone has them? And, you know, all of these concepts are very fundamental, but if they aren't talked about if they aren't, uh, you know, an open source of communication between a parent and a child at a young age, then the child makes their own assumptions or they're just left to kind of figure it out on their own. And at that point, they don't have the skills to cope. And that's really where the residual effects of trauma sink in. It's less about the circumstances and it's more about whether or not a child has One steady caregiver in their life that is helping them sort it out, holding their hand on their team, and having the tools to figure out when inevitably life gets hard, do I know what to do? And that's what we're trying to really equip both of you with. Yes. So well said, Danielle. This I'm like every time I hear you talk, I'm just like, and this is why we're working together, because yes. And, and can I just say, like, I heard that statistic about how a parent or, like, a child really just needs one steady, stable, uh, loved one in their life who's there to, like, support and hold their hand. I first heard that when when I was going through this divorce and it was really hard. And that was the most empowering thing for me to hear because – When you're going through something really hard like that and you are not getting along with your child's other parent and you're not sure if they're going to be able to to be that person for them, it is so empowering to know that the statistics really show your kids really only need one person. And you can be that person because, you know, we're making it easy for you, which is our whole thing. Yes. Yes. And it's okay if – Well, it's not even okay. It's amazing of you to have this as so much of a priority that you seek out resources and that you Mm -hmm. find things that equip you in this area and that you are willing to go out of the box and, you know, find, ask for help and figure this out for the first time as a parent because your kids deserve that. They deserve a parent 
that is willing to go above and beyond to make sure that they have the tools to cope in such a uncertain world. And that's exactly the kind of parents that are going to be investing in these boxes. And I know that that's every single listener of this podcast. Yes. And why I love you. I love you all. (laughs) And me too, even though we've only met once before. (laughs) Yes. You are people too. (laughs) So, um, Oh, so logistics-wise, we are not just creating a product. We are starting a movement. Mm-hmm. What is our movement? What is our mission? Well, Danielle, I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> we are creating a movement of parents who are helping us to raise a generation of resilient kids who are aware of their mental health and have the skills to cope with life's toughest stuff. Because as unfortunately, as much as we wish that hard things did not happen to our kids, and as much as we wish we could just shield them from it just entirely, Mm -hmm. that's just what life is. It is a series of challenges, and we want kids that can rise up and cope with them. And so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to create a movement of parents who value that, and we know you're our people. Um, We're trying to create uh, a new generation of kids. So if you know more parents like this, then tell them. Yes, tell them about tell everyone. Tell everyone you know. <laughs> In Starbucks, when you meet somebody who has a child, tell them. Yes, yes. Post it on uh, Facebook groups. Uh, send yes. a message to your bestie. Uh, like friends don't let friends miss out on something <laughs> this big because the problem is big and it requires a big solution. And mm-hmm. we sometimes have to check ourselves because we get a little bit freaked out. Of trying to take something on that we know we want to do so well and put into the hands of so many families because the potential is ginormous for how far reaching this could get. And, Mm -hmm. uh, we, it really matters to us to do it well and to do it right and to give it justice. And so, but every single person that comes with us from day one, starting today, has the opportunity to make that physically and logistically possible for us to uh, find the families that are ready and willing to start these habits in their home and literally prevent really, really hard struggles for their kids down the road. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because mental health begins at home. It It does. It really, truly does. It really, really does. And we're not getting a lot of help right now. Um, Schools are overworked, overwhelmed, understaffed, really doing a lot of hard things right now in a pandemic. And we give them all of the support and the thanks, but they cannot take on anything extra. No. You tried offering it and... (laughs) Yeah, I really did. I had... (laughs) My latest book is all about change and I wrote it with the intention. I created a free lesson plan. It's all about coping skills. Um, it's called Nothing Stays the Same, but that's okay. And I was envisioning myself going into schools and, you know, giving teachers the opportunity to basically teach these sk- some skills in an afternoon. And the, I was shocked by how horrible the situation is for these poor teachers. They were like, I am drowning. I can't. I can't do this. I can't even do an afternoon. Like, these kids are far behind. They're, like, socially far behind. They're academically far behind. 
I can't. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. How are we How are we going to help? Because God knows the kids really need help. Yeah, but then you found out that your district was getting more funding. <laughs> yeah, I found out my, my district was getting a lot more funding for mental health. And so I went to the principal and I said, I said, hey, Mr. Principal, <laughs> I heard you're getting a lot of funding. And I was really worried about the kids. I've been seeing the statistics. I know, you know, a number of my kids, my child's uh, friends are really struggling with things like OCD and anxiety and depression. Like, what's the plan to help the kids with mental health? And he was like, yeah, um, yeah, we did get a bunch of extra funding. And, you know, we do have a counselor and the kids can go to the counselor when they need help. And so, yeah, we might get another counselor just like so that she has support. And um, but like we don't really have a plan. And oh, I have a meeting. And he like ran away. And I was just like, this is not this is not what I, this is not what I want to be hearing. Like we have to do something because we need to stop waiting for other people to get it together. The system is broken. The system itself is not going to get fixed (laughs) in time for our kids. And I am personally unwilling to have my child miss out on whatever comes down the pipeline in 15 years. Like that's too late. And I'm not willing for her to be uh, to be a, well, I don't know the word. Yeah, a bad thing. No. <laughs> no, my my girls are seven and eight. They need it now. Yeah, no question. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. So we've, so we've created it. Yeah. <laughs> so make it happen, people. Um, tell tell your friends. Tell tell your school counselors. Tell your um, pediatricians. Everyone. Pediatricians. Yes. Anyone that you feel like knows kids and families, everyone we talk to that ha- we have joined to our advisory board or our experts in our community have um, absolutely raved about the potential of wanting to get access to these resources for the families they work with or have hard copies. Like we could eventually have this as school counselor curriculum or have this mm-hmm. for grief counselors to offer to families to rebuild after a loss or um, have ways that it is uh, covered by funding so that it could be as accessible as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely our goal is to make it so attainable for absolutely everyone. Yep. But we have to get it off the ground first. It literally so help us. This first. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so to wrap up, what is our manifesto? Who is the person that is buying this box? Okay, I will read this to you. I was raised for a world that no longer exists. I was raised when free-range parenting was just parenting. When online bullying and filters weren't a thing. When kids didn't shoot other kids. No one prepared me for elementary school kids who cut themselves. For kids with OCD, anxiety, and depression. For kids who are in so much pain that they consider suicide to be their only option. I refuse to cross my fingers and hope for the best. I refuse to rely on hopes and prayers that my children don't become a statistic. I am taking matters into my own hands. I am raising resilience in my children and in myself. I will give my kids the tools I never had. I'm raising my kids for a world that doesn't exist yet in the hopes that they will create it. I am mighty and bright. Yes. 
Ugh, that just like lights a fire in me. <laughs> so if that is you yeah. listening, click that button to join our Kickstarter campaign. Pledge at any level that you can right now with the rewards that would make sense for your family starting in 2022. And we cannot wait to get these resources in your hands. And thank you in advance for supporting this movement, for supporting this product, for spreading the word, uh, because we need you. You are the ones that are going to bring this to life. Yes. Thank you so much, everyone. We are super excited to have you as part of our movement. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you. All right. So like we said, check out our Kickstarter pledge as a backer. Spread the word. And we are so appreciative for your support, for your promotion, for um, just taking this on as something that is near and dear to your heart and for taking action for the kids that are in your life and changing the narrative for their kids and the kids that are to come. And we know that this is hard. We know that it's a big deal. We know that you care because you are a parent that cares about things that matter. And that's why you're exactly the parents that we designed this for and we're the parents that we hope that uh, we're sending things to your doorstep next year. So thank you for listening. Thank you for coming on this journey with me. I believe in you and I'm cheering you on. Thank you.